Just as we predicted on this show, the Russians and the Ukrainians are fighting and the deep state is using this to advance the cause of globalism and global technocracy. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Deep State, folks. I'm Alex Newman, your host. It's great to have you with us. Um, quite a bit going on. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we did an episode on how World War III would serve the deep state's interests more than just about anything uh, involving Russia and Ukraine, right? And sure enough, uh, just as we predicted, war has broken out. War is ongoing. Putin has officially invaded Ukraine. And there's so much going on here, folks. So I, I want to start off by urging viewers to wait until the end to, to come to your opinion. Don't let your emotions govern your response and don't believe the fake media's propaganda. Uh, there are so many fraudulent narratives going on. And um, I, I know I'm going to step on a bunch of toes. I know there are people lining up behind uh, the Ukrainian president, uh, Zelensky, and uh, painting him as some sort of hero because he told Biden he didn't need a ride. He just needed ammunition. Folks, this Ukrainian president is a globalist. He is an abortion supporter. He believes in in virtually unlimited abortion. He's a gun control nut, right? You wonder why why do the Ukrainians not have any weapons to defend themselves? Well, one of the reasons is that their government doesn't believe that they can be trusted with firearms, even though, according to our founding fathers, according to our Constitution, we have an unalienable right to protect ourselves and our families and our civilization with whatever weapons are necessary. So uh, this guy, Zelensky, is not a good guy. His government is not a good government. Uh, and then on the other extreme, you have, uh, unfortunately, many people in the conservative movement even who are cozying up to Vladimir Putin, the gangster who runs Russia. Uh, again, another mistake, folks. And this is what the globalists do. This is what the deep state does. Uh, they're, they're masters at giving us two choices and getting us all to rally behind one of those choices and hate the people who made the other choice, where Really, both choices are choices that were offered to us by the deep state. And that's what's going on here, folks. Putin is not saving Christian civilization from the new world order. Putin is not uh, getting rid of the deep state in Ukraine. He's not going after George Soros. I know George Soros has uh, got his panties in a bunch about uh, what's going on in Ukraine. And, um, you know, I, I recognize that there's a temptation there to say, well, Putin says he's Christian and, uh, you know, Putin speaks out against abortion. And so therefore, Putin must be good. No, folks, Putin is not good. But I want to explain to you some of the key things that are happening right now um, and how the deep state is using this conflict to advance their agenda. Uh, it's actually pretty transparent. So we'll get into how globalism is advancing in just a minute. But first, I want to set the broader stage, right? Uh, globalists for quite some time have been promoting this concept of a multilateral and a multipolar world order, uh, a, a world where the United States would no longer be the the unchallengeable dominant power on the planet, but where there would be many polar. Right? They call that the unipolar world order, where the United States uh, calls all the shots, right? After World War II, 50% uh, of global GDP was the United States, more than 50%, even though we only made up a few percent of global population. 85% or something of, of global manufacturing was happening in the United States. Uh, and obviously, we have declined uh, very deliberately. If you've been following this um, this program regularly, you know that this was orchestrated. This was a deliberately engineered process whereby the U.S. economy was hollowed out. Our jobs, our productive capacity were shipped to China, were shipped to other places. Uh, our wealth was shipped overseas. 
Um, so this has been a deliberate process. But uh, in over the last decade or so, globalists have been very open about their desire to build a multipolar world order where the United States would be significantly weakened and other powers, especially Beijing and Moscow and maybe the Indians, Brazil, South Africa, etc., uh, would play a much more prominent role in leading the world order and the global governance system. And in fact, that's exactly what we're seeing. Uh, Ten years ago, folks, uh, a gentleman by the name of, and I shouldn't call him a gentleman, but Stuart Patrick, uh, he's a global governance senior fellow uh, for international government at the uh, Council on Foreign Relations, deep state headquarters, right? Uh, at least here in the United States. That's who gives Hillary Clinton her orders. Uh, Joe Biden says he works for the uh, the president of the CFR. Watch these quick videos. Uh, but it's good to have an outpost of the council right here down the street from the State Department. Uh, we get a lot of advice from the council, so this will mean I won't have as far to go to uh, be told uh, what we should be doing and uh, how uh, we should uh, think about the future. I probably should introduce myself to people, everybody. Uh, my name is Richard Haas, by the way. Uh, I work here at the Council on Foreign Relations. <laughs> And I work for Richard. <laughs> so there you go. Joe Biden works for Richard Haas, the president of the Council on Foreign Relations, in his own words, right? Um, and, and actually, the rest of that video is quite funny. Uh, that's where he talks about how he basically weaponized U.S. foreign aid to get the Ukrainian government to fire the prosecutor who just so happened to be investigating his crackhead, corrupt son for his very bizarre relationship with Burisma Holdings. He was getting paid like $50,000 a month to sit on a board where he has no expertise in energy. Uh, anyways, watch that clip. So they said they had, they were walking out to press conference. I said, no, nah. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. All right. And, and, and one more clip on the Council on Foreign Relations, just to give you some sense of the power of this group. Uh, it's, it's a bipartisan issue. Here's Dick Cheney. It's good to be back at the Council on Foreign Relations. As uh, Pete mentioned, I've been a member for a long time and was actually a director for some period of time. I never mentioned that when I was campaigning for re-election back home in Wyoming. All right, folks, so now that you get a sense of who the CFR is, I want to introduce uh, Stuart Patrick. He is uh, Mr. Globalism over at the CFR. His job title is literally like the director of globalism for the CFR. And uh, he wrote an article back in 2011 about a speech that the head of the World Bank at the time, Robert Zolik, a big time neocon, uh, gave. And uh, it's called The Coming Multilateral World Order. Um, and in this article, uh, and, he, and he's talking a lot about what Zolik said in this talk, but he says uh, a multipolar world order where the U.S. and the Western world would just be one voice among many in the global governance, where feminism would reign supreme. Uh, all the women need to go out into the workforce so the children can be uh, in the care of government at the earliest possible ages. And of course, they need twice as many people to tax. Right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, technology would be transferred from uh, wealthier nations like America, where the technology was developed over to the communist and, and backwards governments, the kleptocrats ruling over the third world. 
Um, and so in this article, uh, he's quoting Robert Zolik, and he says that these uh, emerging economies, as they call them, basically uh, third world governments, uh, and he says they, they would join these new networks of countries, international institutions, civil society, and the private sector in diverse combinations and changing patterns. It's exactly what we're seeing, right? Putin is building the Eurasian Union right now. The European Union is expanding and, and gathering more and more power. Uh, and uh, they wrap up by saying that uh, this is not your grandfather's multilateralism. Modernizing global governance for the 21st century will require a new compact between rising and emerging powers, retiring tired labels like North and South, and accepting the common responsibilities of power, shifting to a world beyond aid, empowering women to take their rightful place besides men as the prime movers and beneficiaries of global interdependence. And folks, that's exactly what we're seeing play out in Ukraine right now. You've got this globalist, uh, far left president. Uh, you see all these weird propaganda photos of women and young girls, um, you know, dressed up in combat gear, holding machine guns. You're like, uh, we're supposed to think that's sexy or glamorous. She's like, I'm sorry, folks. I don't think there's anything sexy or glamorous about men sending their wives and their daughters and their sisters and their mothers to go become cannon fodder in a war for the new world order. I don't think there's anything sexy or glamorous about that. This is propaganda, folks. You're being propagandized. And so what happens as this goes on? Well, I think it's a very real possibility. We've got Russia now working with China to bypass the SWIFT system. Uh, I think there's a very real chance we could see uh, the dollar's dominance as the global reserve currency further undermined as we move toward this global currency system operated by the IMF. We've done a whole episode on that. Uh, obviously, massive, massive humiliation for the United States, right? Part of ending the unipolar world order and shifting into the multipolar world order where China and Russia and so on will be dominant is, of course, to uh, undermine the credibility and the prestige of the United States. So you have a situation where Bill Clinton went into Ukraine in the 1990s and said, hey, Ukrainians. Uh, and he went in with the Brits, of course, and said, why don't you give all your nuclear weapons to Russia? And then just you can trust us. We'll protect you. The Russians won't do anything because we'll protect you. Right. Well, sure enough, uh, we stabbed him right in the back. Now uh, the Russians invaded and Biden says, hey, we'll help you evacuate, Mr. President of Ukraine. Right. Can you believe it, folks? Uh, and right after what happened in Afghanistan, go back and watch the video we did about Afghanistan, the same thing is happening. Allies of the United States are being betrayed. They're being slaughtered. They're being humiliated. The United States is losing its prestige. It's losing its power. This is the controlled demolition of American prestige, folks. You remember that World Economic Forum video we've showed you a number of times where they say that the U.S. won't be the only world superpower? That's what we're witnessing right here. Now, we also have the cyber attack angle, right? You've got the lunatics in Washington, D.C. telling Biden that he should level uh, and wage a cyber warfare on the Russians. Now we find out that the Russians actually uh, used uh, a cyber attack on the Ukrainians. Apparently, Microsoft, Bill Gates, the, the woke uh, evil corporation, apparently stepped in and helped the Ukrainians defend against this. But it would have wiped out all the computers for the government and the banking system. Folks, we would be incredibly naive to think that they won't deploy this in the United States. It would be the coup de grace for destroying the United States, for undermining our power grid, our commerce, our transportation, our banking systems. Uh, folks, anybody who thinks that the deep state wouldn't deploy that against the United States is not paying attention. In fact, the World Economic Forum and their cyber polygon exercise should give you a really, really big hint. Listen to Klaus Schwab talk about this cyber pandemic that'll make COVID look like nothing. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect, as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. President Biden has been presented with options for massive cyber attacks against Russia. 
We all know, but still pay insufficient attention. There were reports overnight that uh, Anonymous, uh, a group of hackers, took down Russian uh, TV. To the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. Some of the offensive cyber operations under consideration include everything from shutting down the internet to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services. Attacking a lot of the uh, government institutions and uh, again the oligarchs and their, uh, you know, their way of life through cyber attacks. It is important to use the COVID-19 crisis. Should Americans be bracing as we dial up the sanctions on Russia for them to break into our space in cyber uh, warfare? As a timely opportunity to reflect. You have the leader of Russia and the leader of the United States of America saying, hey, yes, if they cyber attack, we are going to attack back strong. On the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw. Russia unleashes its full cyber power against Ukraine. Once you put malware into the wild, in a sense, uh, it knows no geographic boundaries. And improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. Okay, and now recognize, uh, you know, the, the Russians are deeply in bed with these clowns at the World Economic Forum. Uh, Putin's central bank chief is actually on the World Economic Forum's board of trustees. Uh, Vladimir Putin is good friends and, and with uh, Henry Kissinger, the ultimate New World Order deep state toady here in the United States. The Rockefeller uh, poodle who, who made his living serving as a shill for the New World Order. So what comes next? Well, they're going to bring in a central bank digital currencies, right? The Ukrainians are working on this big time. Time. So, folks, uh, we're, we're seeing massive things taking place. This is all by design. It's all engineered. Now, on the globalism front, right, uh, it, it didn't even take a few days after the invasion before they're saying, hey, globalism is the answer, right? Uh, you've got the, the president of the European Union and, and by president, I use that term very loosely. Uh, the European Union is not set up like the American government, for example, right? They've got the legislative branch and the executive branch are one. The European Parliament is basically a rubber stamp and the European Commission is what does everything. Uh, and so uh, the head of the European Union, this uh, weirdo from Germany, Ursula von der Leyen, says uh, they belong to us. Talking about Ukraine. We want them in. Right. Uh, then you've got uh, Zelensky demanding that the EU immediately grant uh, membership to Ukraine. Right. And, and now the Ukrainian people are like, hey, we have to choose between Putin or the European Union. Well, that's not a very nice choice. Why can't we just be a free and independent people, right? Uh, and I've been to Ukraine, folks. I was there a few years ago. It's a nice place. Uh, you know, communism obviously uh, does a terrible, terrible, terrible number to your country. Uh, it's a soul-crushing, economy-destroying system. Um, and so, you know, Ukraine is, is really down in the dumps. They figure that if they join up with the European Union, maybe they can increase their living standards and so on. But uh, this has really driven uh, some Ukrainians into the arms of the European Union and some Ukrainians into the arms of the Russians. Uh, and it seems like there's a deliberate effort in the Western world to drive some Ukrainians into the arms of the Russians. Uh, the, the lunatic head of the MI6, the Foreign Intelligence Service for the British government, posted on Twitter that the, the thing that differentiates the Western world uh, in Ukraine from Putin is LGBT rights. 
Really? I mean, what more dumb thing could you say if you wanted to get Ukrainians on your side, right? I mean, Ukrainians are a conservative people culturally. Uh, most of them are Orthodox Christians. That was a, an incredibly dumb thing to say, unless it was some secret coded spy message, which I don't think it was. Uh, but these are the people who are running Western governments, folks. And so when you see that, is it any surprise that goobers in the Western world, including some conservatives, say, hey, uh, Putin's better than that, right? Goodness gracious. So this is all being orchestrated, folks. Uh, Zelensky, also has called on uh, the United Nations court, the kangaroo court, to uh, to step in and stop the Russian invasion. Uh, Ukraine has now formally applied for EU membership, something that would have taken many, many years if not for this uh, orchestrated invasion. Uh, and now we have uh, we, we see the same thing on the military front. We see the, the Finnish government talking about maybe we're going to join NATO. We see the Swedish government talking about maybe we're going to join NATO as a result of this invasion from Putin. And so what they're doing, folks, is they're demolishing sovereign nation states. They're amalgamating amalgamating them all into these freakish regional orders, exactly like Henry Kissinger explained in his book, World Order. Right. He said the, the key to achieving world order is to getting countries involved in these regional orders and then merging all those regional orders together. Folks, that's exactly what Putin has been trying to do for many, many years. And we've been exposing it all here in the New American. He's building a Eurasian Union uh, with the former Soviet states. Uh, and he has said publicly that eventually this Eurasian Union should be fused with the European Union to have a free trade area stretching from Lisbon to Vladivostok, folks. We are being played. Don't line up behind Putin. Don't line up behind this uh, kleptocratic, far-left, radical extremist government in Ukraine. None of them are your friends. Don't line up behind the European Union, folks. You don't have to choose one or the other, right? That's what the deep state does. They give you two false choices. They let us all line up behind one. Then we can argue with each other. And no matter which one wins, they win, right? It's the same thing like with the skull and bones, right? Uh, they try to control both sides of the debate. Uh, watch, watch Bush and Kerry. This is the 2004 election. Both members of Skull and Bones. Watch this. You were both in Skull and Bones, the secret society. It's so secret we can't talk about it. What does that mean for America? The conspiracy theorists are going to go on. I'm sure they are. I don't know. I haven't seen the web. Number 322. <laughs> uh, first of all, he's not the nominee. And, uh, but, uh, look, I look for. Are you prepared to lose? No, I'm not going to lose. You both were members of Skull and Bones, a secret society at Yale. What does that tell us? Uh, not much, because it's a secret. <laughs> Is there a secret handshake? Is there a secret code? I wish there were something secret I could manifest. 322, secret number? Uh, there are all kinds of secrets, Tim, but one thing is not a secret. I disagree with this president's direction that he's taking the country. We can do a better job, and I intend to do it. And we'll be watching. Be safe on the campaign trail. John Kerry, thanks yes, for joining us. And we'll be right back. So, folks, that's what we're seeing here, right? They control both sides of this operation, and they don't care which side you pick. You could pick the Russians, you could pick the the EU, Ukrainian, doesn't matter. Um, your you, heads, they win. Tails, you lose, right? That's the game that they play. Don't get sucked into it. This is a globalist operation to destroy sovereignty. And like I said in, in the video a few weeks ago, uh, saying that World War III was a real possibility. Folks, don't put it past them. 
the globalists understand, as they said very clearly in that report uh, written by a CFR member, a world effectively controlled by the United Nations, the way to move the ball forward in the globalist agenda is to use war and the threat of war. So uh, the COVID narrative is imploding. Nobody believes that nonsense anymore. Even the left wing governors are dropping the mask mandates. So they say, hey, let's just go ahead and start uh, a, a new major war. And that will help us to move the ball forward even more. That's all we have for today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State. Go to thenewamerican.com. Get subscribed to our daily headlines. You know the fascist social media companies hate us more than they hate you, probably. So sign up for our email headlines. Get the print magazine, right? There's nothing even close in terms of useful information in the freedom fight. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. And until next time, God bless you all. If you enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe, hit like, hit that little bell so that you'll be notified whenever we post new videos. And also, please make sure to share this video with your friends. Email is a great way to do it. Remember, there are powerful forces working to steal our freedom and destroy our country. We need to work together, expose those behind the deep state. Otherwise, you can kiss your liberties goodbye.